Catherine Colas here from Simply Hormones, and I'm talking to Tanith Lee and Lorraine Palmer about early menopause. Um, let me talk to you first, ladies. When you first went to see your doctor, was it with what you thought were symptoms of menopause? In other words, did you self-diagnose? What was your response, Tanith? I went to see the uh, the doctor because I because I hadn't had periods for a while, yeah. so I did. I knew something wasn't quite right, yeah. and I had been experiencing symptoms, but I wasn't. I didn't put the two and two together because I was I was thirty eight. I didn't even think about the menopause. So, yes. yeah. and um, when I went and saw the doctor, she she said to me, "Oh well, let's do some bloods." So we did some bloods tests, and I went and I went back to see her, and she said, "Oh, the you know the indications are you've gone through an early menopause." And then I said, "You know what do I do now?" And she said to me to go to Holland and Barrett, <laughs> um, and that's 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 all I got from her. So yes. that was <sighs> that was a bit of a shock yeah, to be so honest. She- I went. Yeah, so I went away. Actually, the doctor actually diagnosed you as being postmenopausal at that stage. She, yes, that's what. She, yeah, by just by the bloods, that's what she thought. I mean, obviously, I hadn't had a year without a period. I mean, it, no. it, it, you've officially had the year without the period. Yes. They weren't. So that's that's how it was. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was a spontaneous menopause, and, and yeah. no reason for it happening. No, not, no, none, no, none that we could think okay. of. Okay. No. And and for you, Lorraine. Um, I, I know because we've discussed this that you had a hysterectomy, which they call, um, and often women go just hammering into menopause from that, and it's called surgical menopause. Would you say that's what happened to you? And, and but you were you aware of it? Did you get support from your GP and uh, medical well, team? To be honest, this is how it happened. I initially went to the hospital, you know, had the hysterectomy because I had really big fibroids. Mm-hmm. And then I got discharged and I thought I was going to get called back from, you know, the hospital in, in regards to, you know, just support because it's yes. a big operation. But these days, they, it seems like once you've had an operation, that's it, you're out. You don't get any call back. You don't get any mm-hmm. support. So I um, went to the doctor um, afterwards because I felt certain symptoms were coming on. And this wasn't until say a year because initially I felt great no periods fantastic felt great I had this big lump removed from my body so I felt great and I looked slimmer so I was just loving it Mm -hmm. and then I would say in the space of like a year it just hit me I had all these symptoms yes them being the hot and flushes and the fuzzy head and just things weren't right my body looks different Mm -hmm. and my skin felt different so I went to the doctor and says, this is how I'm feeling. And then his response was, to, you know, I don't know the, the exact words. I can't remember. But he was like, well, yeah, of course, um, you're going to be going through that because you had a hysterectomy. <laughs> OK, then. Thanks. So what happens now? Well, yeah. And I thought, well, what happens now? And he says, well, and this is no word of a lie. He sort of dusted off some folder he had. It was like those films that you see where they get this big encyclopedia, <laughs> dust it off and open it. For him, it was a Leverarch file. And he had all these different leaflets that it looked like he collated over a period of time. Yes. And going through them and he was mentioning things like, oh, you can take this. This is black cohash and mm. this, this herb and all this. And I thought that was that wasn't o- that was okay because mm. it was something alternative. Yes very much talking about the HRT. Yes. I personally didn't want to go down that route, mm-hmm. so I just went away feeling, okay, I'll have a look to see what next, because I didn't feel I was getting it from him. Yes. And that yeah. was it, really. And, you know, I've done my own research, and I 
feel I've found something that works for me. Yeah, it's still a little bit of a battle, you know, daily yes. of eating, but I feel I've got my own um, information. Yes, yeah. And, and talking about treatments, I know uh, you, Tanith, uh, went on to take bioidentical hormones. You, you had to go privately for this. And, and how did you find that? Yeah, I did. Um, once I'd been, had the, uh, di- been diagnosed and I knew I knew I well I knew I had to kind of look into it because yeah. uh, you know do my own research I uh, I started to, and I looked into this bioidentical and there was a there's a doctor in a, in Hove who I yeah. knew was as a nutritionist as well and I didn't really know she did the two things so I went yeah. and saw her and um, she was brilliant absolutely brilliant and that that really did help me it really I was only on it for about six six months yes I'm not on it now no um um, but that did really help me. It helped really help my symptoms, and it was just—it's such a uh, bespoke kind of treatment. Yes. You know, lots of blood tests, lots of seeing how I'm feeling, lots of follow-up, lots yes. of. But yeah, it, but it is a private. It is something I had to pay for privately, but yes. it really did help. It really did help. So it helped yes. me. Yes, it, it put you back on on an even keel, didn't it? Oh. So that you can then yeah. look at what else is out there and um, and take your own approach from that. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. what I, I felt. I, I did bioidenticals as well. Do you mind if I ask a question? Yeah. Um, what was the bioidentical thing like? Because obviously you two have had that and I haven't. I just wondered mm. what, how did it work and what, I don't know, how much did it cost? And, oh, yeah. God. Um, well, for me, the initial consultation and all the blood tests and everything you had to have done is about £300. Yes. Okay. And then from, from, the, from those blood tests... Then Susie, Dr. Rockwell, she then would prescribe what she believed would be the rebalance out of hormones. Yes, yeah, from and a then, report. You get a report, don't you? Yeah, so she does a prescription that goes to a specialist pharmacist and it's put into a cream and you apply that cream oh, every day. Yeah. When you first go on to it, I had to go back like every month just to see how I was getting on in you know, recording, how my moods were and how I was feeling and how my memory was and all that, all the stuff, that, the symptoms I went in with. Mm. And then, she, and then she would tweak it accordingly, because oh, you know, I had low libido, so she put a little bit of testosterone in for me, and yeah, that kind of stuff, yeah. you know? Me too, yeah. My um, testosterone that, was off the chart, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I'm battling with that one now for me, that's a particular key yeah. one. Yeah, a massive one for, most, for every woman yeah. I speak to, I think, that's a yeah. massive one. <laughs> I'm interested, no, because the fact you're telling me this now, I'm thinking, mm. right, I might actually go down this route. So how much was the cream? Is that something each month you have to apply? Yeah. It lasts a while. It does, yes. yeah. I about think £80? I paid about £60. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and did you, was that for the whole duration of the six months? That no, no, that would be for a couple of months. Yeah. Oh, right, okay, right. Sometimes I didn't even finish the cream I had because we had yeah. to change right. prescription. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but then what happened is I, I kept taking it. I felt like my periods wanted to start again. It was weird. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then I did you. start bleeding again. So we stopped taking it. Yeah. And um, she said it had kicked off my ovaries again. Oh, and that's why I've been having periods. Oh, but I had three periods. Mm. But they've stopped again. And I, and I was talking to a guy, Dr. Serrano from America. I spoke to him last weekend. And he is a genius. He yeah. knows everything about hormones. Mm-hmm. And he said the only reason why my periods started again was because I was on bioidenticals. It's not because my body started up again by itself. It's because yeah. I artificially mm. started it because now I've stopped it the periods have stopped interesting Thank huh? you. I think uh, Tanis will agree with me that what is so brilliant about going to see a private doctor is the care you receive you can talk 
to a human being that doesn't make you feel yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And they understand what you're talking about. So, you know, even some of the silliest symptoms yeah. that are bothering yeah. you, they understand. They don't totally brush it away. Is that what I would ask? Need to look for a bio-identical doctor? Yeah. Yes. They're oh, mostly therapists. in London. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. I like them. Because it is still an alternative <laughs> therapy. Yeah. Yeah. It is not a recognised therapy because of the research and stuff on it. It is still an alternative therapy, so yes. it's a bit of a bit of a fuzzy line on it. Yes, general medical uh, response to bioidenticals um, when they're talking about NHS is that there isn't enough evidence. Yeah, but you mm-hmm. can talk to these same doctors who also have private practices, and they put a different hat on. And agree with the bioidentical. So it depends. It seems to me it depends whether they're wearing their NHS hat or not. It's bizarre. Yeah. But it's not helping women either way, is it? No, and not everyone can afford to go private. I mean, it's not cheap. Yeah. When I was talking to, uh, I interviewed Professor Studd a few weeks ago, and (laughs) he said GPs have just shut up shop when it comes to menopause. That's crazy. uh, It is. But what he was also saying was that we can get bioidentical hormones from our GPs and he's been prescribing them for 20 years or something so 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 he's I've got the name it you know it's the it's estradiol estriol and and the usual estrogen and progesterone things but um I'm just having his uh podcasts uh typed up at the moment transcribed and then I'll be able to put that out and let everybody know because my thoughts are if your own doctor has shut up shop on menopause, mm-hmm. then you ask them to refer you to somebody who does know more about it. Yeah. And then yeah. you say to that practitioner, this is what I've just found out that I can use. Can you yeah. prescribe this for me? And, That's uh, what Susie said. She gave me, She said she can give me a list of all the ones that are bioidentical because she's a GP as well. She said yes. these are the ones that can, well, you know, with my GP hat on, these are the ones that I can prescribe. That's right, yes. Yeah, absolutely, which is, which is great. But again, yeah. that's, not, that's not common knowledge, is it? No, it's no. not. Because as I'm listening to you two, I'm thinking this is another element of when I'm talking to my coaches. When I'm, this is another option, really, because it is about options. Oh, yeah, choice. Lot. It's all about, and even yeah. HRT itself is a choice. Oh, it yeah, works. definitely for a lot of women so we shouldn't knock them oh no not at all mm. it's, a, it's individual isn't it because it is. you know what the symptoms are and if you want to go down a certain line then no one should be you know telling you otherwise no, that's right as we go through menopause we experience a whole raft of symptoms many people have heard about hot flushes and night sweats and but i don't think everybody realized how bad the night sweats can be that you're literally dripping wet and need to change And for me, I couldn't remember things. My mind went. I couldn't make decisions. And so let let me talk to you both, Tanith and Lorraine, about your particular things. Tanith, what what was the worst thing for you? Um, Well, initially, I would say it would be the roller coaster emotions. Yeah. The feeling of being totally overwhelmed with life. Yeah. Um, Tick that box. Yeah, I to- just you know that feeling of I really can't cope. You know, crying all the yes. time, and 
and and just you know and that was awful it's all one it's horrible for yourself but it's also very hard for the people that are around you yes <laughs> you know the husband and the kids and everybody else because they just don't know one minute you're fine the next yes. minute it's <laughs> i've turned into this yeah. yeah or or it's anger or yes. frustration you know it's all that all of those things and it was that was that was the biggest thing i mean there are many other symptoms yes but for me yeah. that was the biggest thing i have some um hot flushes Mm. I didn't know that's what I was having. If I look back in hindsight now, yes. and I used to also have hot um, night sweats, but quite a few years ago. Yes. And I think I and think it all started. Start. Yes. I think it started way before I even realised. Yes. Yeah. And, and and to the point of having to change my clothes, to having to you know turn the duvet over. Yes. And all that kind of stuff. But I just didn't even think. No, no, I've heard that from so many young women that have gone through an early menopause that they, you know, some five years earlier, they had hot flushes and night sweats. But because of their age, they just didn't relate to it as a symptom of menopause. No, not at all, not at all. I just ignored it, totally ignored it, which is one of those things. (laughs) And and for you, Lorraine, uh, because you had the hysterectomy, it was slightly, slightly different. But what sort of things happened to you? Well, I would definitely say ditto to what Tanith just said in terms Mm. of how, you know, she was feeling in her mindset about feeling overwhelmed and emotional up and down. And I felt uh, certain things which I would normally cope well with, I wasn't coping well with. Mm. And I just couldn't sort of figure out why am I finding this a bit more difficult? Mm. You know, even physically as well. My my joints just seemed really stiff. Yes. Yeah. you know, very inactive. Mm-hmm. What would have taken me, you know, probably a few minutes to do seemed to take me a lot longer. It's like I was moving slowly. Mm. I actually felt that I was sort of turning into an older person. Yes, felt like a geriatric. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. And it, it just felt like overnight as well. It's like mm. one day I got up and I was trying to move to get out of bed. And I thought, hold on a minute, why am I moving this way? And that was very, very hard to um, come to terms with. Yes. You know? So, and, and obviously the hot flashes I was getting... Mm. And obviously, you know, the low libido, which is still there now. And that's something that I really want to nip in the bud, really. Because yes. I think everything else isn't so bad because I'm yeah. controlling that with supplements. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I, I feel personally the low libido is yeah. also a state of mind as well, has a lot mm. to do with it. And if you've got a lot of baggage, a mm-hmm. lot of stuff going on, then that can also um, make things worse. Yeah, because sometimes I find that I'm doing so many different things that's the last thing that I'm thinking of because yes, yes. I'm just a, I'm tired B because I know that I'm very dry down there mm. and you know you got to work yourself up kind of thing mm. you just feel I can't be bothered yes yeah <laughs> we we haven't perhaps that's uh, let, let's go on to that that's a, a question we haven't a subject we haven't covered is what's known as vaginal atrophy vaginal dryness which comes as such a shock to people it certainly did to me I thought I had a disease and it was only when I was attending a medical conference on menopause and there was a consultant standing up there giving a lecture and talking about vaginal atrophy and I'm frantically writing notes and thinking my god this is me this is what (laughs) I've got and, and, and what was horrendous was I thought, well, you, why do you, you people know all this stuff? Why aren't you telling us? Yeah. And it's the kind of thing that you want to know about. You want to is. talk to someone about it to feel like you're not, you know, going through something which is only you, actually, and nobody yes. else. Yeah. And Tanith, has that affected you as well? 
I've got to say, it hasn't affected me, but that's always a yet, isn't it? Um, yes. Yeah, it hasn't. No, I mean, libido, definitely, that di- massive impact, massive yes. impact. Yes, um, and, and I totally agree, it is a mindset. And I think once you're out of a habit, <laughs> yes, um, it's easy just to stay out of that habit. It and is. I think it just, yes. it's, it's kind of sometimes you just have to kind of practice, if that makes sense. Yes. And, and if yeah. you're busy, if you're stressed, if you're... All those things take a, do take an impact as well as the hormonal side. So I think the whole yes. things together can help. But no, I haven't suffered with the, with the dryness and everything else. No. But I know that's a big problem. And that's you know, right. and I think it's something that needs to be talked about because people get really embarrassed. It's but it's too like, well, embarrassing. Yeah, I I couldn't even discuss it with my husband. That's how embarrassed I was. You know, yeah. I've been married to this man for a million years, and I could not <laughs> discuss it. It's crazy, isn't it? Uh, and doctors, I did. Um, uh, a, a pharmaceutical company I, I collaborated with a pharmaceutical company to put together a DVD on this particular issue and it was aired at a European menopause conference in London a couple of years ago to consultants, GPs nurses, the, the whole three yards and what came out of that was GPs or the medical profession themselves are also embarrassed about asking the question Oh. So it doesn't get asked. So it's uh, hard lines, isn't it? Because um, I must admit, I, I mentioned it to my GP and he just says, oh, we'll just use some KY jelly. Yeah, no, that doesn't <laughs> work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just thought, oh, thanks. So yeah. uh, Let's just move on again then and talk about the change to our bodies. We've talked about uh, symptoms but there's also something else going on there where we start to put on weight and we may not notice it at first until we look in the mirror one day and stand back aghast at what we see. What have, what have you both got to say on that? Lorraine, what do you say? Oh, definitely. And even now I'm going through it still as well. It's like I haven't mm. sort of found that real balance yet Yes. in terms of, you know, okay, this is how I eat, this is how I exercise. I'm still doing quite a lot of exercise and I'm eating quite healthily, but yes. the weight is still there. Yes, it, take, it takes a while. I know when I was on bioidentical hormones, the doctor I was I that, seeing... Gave, and I think where my mindset comes in as well in terms of recognising, okay, maybe in, when you were a lot younger, you were able mm. to do certain exercises and eat a certain way, and yeah, your, back, your skin was very taut and it bounced back, but yes. now there's sag in it and you know it's it's a bit more thicker and it's just how you are now so deal with it you know so yeah I am that's probably the last thing and probably you know not I won't say the word well that that took me a long time to come to terms yeah so I'm still there what about you Tanis well being a fitness professional um it was very hard I couldn't understand why I was putting on weight, yes. you know, and I'm still putting on weight. Uh, yes. Yeah. And, you know, I teach a lot of classes, mm. um, you know, but then my diet was okay back then. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't great. It's a lot better now. Mm. And I've done a lot of research into the type of exercise we need to do yeah. and the nutrition we, we need to change um, yes. at this time. And I've been getting some really good results with clients and stuff who are going yes. through the same kind of thing. And it's, yes. there's no quick fix you know there is no, no quick fix it is a continuing you have to keep going yes. and just make these changes and and and, and it will happen very it does happen it does move it does. but it's, it it's a lot slower than it would have been yeah. if you were in your i think it takes about 30s. a year 18 months before you really right. 
notice. Yeah, absolutely. It depends where you are and it depends, you know, on, on, on where you are with, with the menopause and everything yes. else, you know, if you're through yeah. it. There's, there's so many different factors. There are, yes. Um, but it really can be it really can be turned around and it and, and it doesn't have to be that you know life changing as well it can really be yeah. changed around um so and for the, me the myself thing, of course is not to go on a diet the oh yeah they don't work well they yeah. work while you do them <laughs> yes <laughs> so, so then what the happens week. when you stop yes yeah, yeah. but so it, that's Mm, that, that's yeah sorry I mean that's where I've, I've come from so I've, I've been working really hard actually because um, it's kind of what I do so that's what I've been working hard on is trying to get some kind of program together for that age yes for, for the uh, menopausal age to to work on losing that fat especially around the around the middle age it's the, yes. it's the belly oh, fat yeah. that yeah. yes <laughs> yeah so um yeah. yeah, there is a change. But it's not all bad news. It can be changed. It, it definitely can definitely. be changed. Hurrah! Yeah, yes. yeah hurrah! <laughs> yeah, in, in fact, it was somebody else said to me, because I, I swim a lot, and um, I used to see the same people in the pool in the morning. And one day, this, this other woman said to me, you've lost weight, you know. And I thought, have I? Because <laughs> I'd stopped looking in the mirror and standing on the scales. Yeah. So, um, and then I realized that my skirts were fitting better. My trousers were fitting better. So, yeah, and I'd put on two stones. So if I can lose it, then there's hope for anyone. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Okay. Finally, then, is there anything else either of you want to say about anything in particular? Yeah. I'd like to say that, you know, in terms of information out there, there is a lot of stuff online, which is great. Yes. And, you know, there should be more information that GPs do have or they're a bit more clued up on what can happen to a woman, but also where they can refer them to. They don't have to know everything, but to have some awareness of what's going on locally in their area or maybe other services that can help. I think that is very much a key thing. And That's also for right. people to not yeah. feel embarrassed to talk about it. Yes, you know? I, I, I personally, I've just thought about this recently, that I think GP surgeries, now now that the whole NHS is changing and they're broadening their aspect, mm. that, that they ought to talk to local people or get yeah. people in and have like like ourselves and have a chat to them about what they do. Yes. why they do it and and once they know that we're not trying to diagnose or prescribe no. we're just providing support and advice and um and a route to better health then perhaps this might be the beginning of a new way of helping women through menopause yeah but i think things like this like we're having this talk now helps because yes. it you know it pulls us together it and does. then we start a movement then, don't we? Yeah. And then we're doing our own things and then we can collaborate again. And I think that's this is a good start, I feel. Yeah. So we're going in the right direction. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, I've done a lot of research to see if there's any well women kind of clinics or anything around in my area and there isn't. And I just think it's shocking. There, it's, there is yes. nothing and nothing around. And um, I, I'm hoping to work with my local GP surgery, start with my own yeah. surgery and see if there's something I could... I know, start something, yes. you know, yeah. um, and, and go from there. Because I agree. I mean, there's a lot of information on the internet, but it's just, a lot of it's conflicting. Yes. Some of it is quite, it's not really easy to understand. And I no. think, I think. And they're, as, and they're offering as, wonder treatments, aren't they? Yeah. And yeah. I think as women, we need to sit, we need to come together in yes. a group and talk about stuff because that's what we do, right? That's yes. what we, that's how we support each other. So yes. it's all very well us sitting at a computer, but we still haven't got 
that female connection to talk about what we're going through and, and, and that, yes. you know, that nurture and help each other. So that's kind of what I would like. And that's why I've kind of been starting to run my courses for women in this, you know, age and menopause locally to have yes. that yeah. support network. Because mm-hmm. women Vital. just don't talk, don't want to talk about it. And I think it's partly an age thing. And it's different for you two because you were younger anyway and had to come yeah. to terms with it. But for my age group who go through it naturally at the right age, it's an age thing. And all yeah. of a sudden, menopause is telling you that you're an old woman. Yeah. But I'm saying, no, it's not. I've, I've agree, never felt yeah. happier or healthier. Brilliant. And, um, and, and I'm the, 60 now. So Well, that's the message we yeah. need to get across as well, because I think it's perceived, isn't it? It's like, yes. it's, oh, it's the end of your, yes. oh, I yes. don't know, vitality and all that. And it's I just not. think, rubbish. It's the beginning. It's yeah. the beginning. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it works the other way too, where when I sort of mention to people that I'm going through it, they go, no, you're not. You don't look such and such. And I'm yes. thinking, ah, you've they got a are. stereotypical image yeah. of what yeah. I'm supposed to look at. Yes. Um, you know, people, I think, would love to refer to me as a pensioner. Um, but I <laughs> uh, hate that term. Mm-hmm. It doesn't describe me at all. You look at, a no. pen- you look at the word pensioner and you really are thinking of somebody who's ancient. Mm. But I think age is just a number. Absolutely. And, uh, and you've just got to, you know, get better with yourself and understand yourself more and learn more about your capabilities and change direction if it's going to make you happier. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Okay. Well, I think we've covered a lot there. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, we could have gone on for quite a while, actually. Yeah, there's a, there's thinking, oh, that's interesting. I want to talk a bit more about that. Because yes. already I know that I want to talk to each of you anyway. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I think I think because we're because we're so passionate yeah. about it, I think this is what obviously comes across, and this this is what I want to kind of get out there. This yes. passion that you know, passion for life, passion yes. that yeah, actually definitely. it's it's okay, and it's yes. not the end of the world. Yeah. And, and you know, and but so the more I, you know, the more you know about it, the better you can deal with it. Yeah, yeah, and, and do it and do it in your own way. It's not prescriptive, is it? It's uh, yeah. what suits you. Yeah. That's what, see, at the moment I'm writing a book for Fit Pros. I'm writing yeah. a menopause guide for Fit Pros. It's just a little ebook that I'm going to um, sell to my Fit Pro buddies yes. and, and, and people out there because they have a, such a big impact on women's lives. They do. So, so it's mm-hmm. another way of trying to get this information out there. Yes. But it's very hard because, because it's not black and white, because yes. it's such an individual um, process, isn't it, for women? Yes. I yeah. can't say, you know, if this happens, do this. If this happens, mm-hmm. do that. But, you know, it's, 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 it's just so much more complicated, which I think makes it harder for women to understand, yes. isn't it? Yeah. You know, I get asked, when does it start? When does it finish? And That's I'm like, right. <laughs> yes. it can t- I just say it can take about 10 years and they're horrified yeah. because the doctors say, say it takes two years. It's terrible. But talking about fit pros, though, whenever I'm in a class, I always say to the fit pro, don't forget the pelvic floor. And they just don't have, they don't know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I know. And that's so te- important. It is. I teach fitness Pilates and I try, you know, elements of that in it. And you can do pelvic floor work without even having to um, let the clients know they're doing pelvic floor. No, There's that's cer- right. certain exercises yeah. you can do, they're working it. Yes. That they don't even know they're working, you know, rather than doing the whole pulley up thing and everything. Yes. You can do other, <laughs> the other stuff. Yes. Yeah. So uh, there are yeah. ways around it. Yeah. And what about you, uh, Lorraine? You're, you're, 
uh, now taking up coaching to help women? Yeah, because I qualified as a coach and then I thought about the niche area, who am I going to be coaching? Because I feel I can coach anybody depending on the subject matter. Yes. But I thought, you know what, Joe, bearing in mind I've just gone through this experience mm. and also what I've gone through, you know, with finding help and support, I thought... You know, I know there's women out there who don't have the support and that's where I can help them. So that's what I'm setting up at the moment to do Mm -hmm. coaching for women and offering that support. I see myself as very much, I've been there, I can support you. I'm not professing to be a medical practitioner, but I do understand what you're going through. And I do feel that is something that women do need. They they relate to that far better, I think. Yes bio thing that you were talking about today i'm feeling happy that oh i've got something else that i can talk to them yes, about yes so yeah that's my direction which yeah. is well, this is, there, there's a, there's apparently a big menopause clinic at i think it's the john radcliffe hospital in oxford and i i i found this in a article i was reading so i phoned them up mm. and i spoke to the the sister on duty and started chatting blah 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 and I, that I was going to put this information out because I was trying mm. to find menopause clinics. And she said, oh, no, no, please, <laughs> don't tell anybody. She said, we're up to our eyeballs as it is. You've got to oh, tell everybody we're here. shame. Wow. We won't be able to cope. Wow. So uh, uh, that's how few and far between they are. It's do you know how they're funded at all? Because I wonder if that's got anything to do with it. You know, like NHS. It's right. NHS. So if, there's, if there isn't anybody within that clinic yeah. or hospital that that's flying the flag for menopausal women then it just doesn't happen yeah and i must admit i did a bit of, i tried to remember that um i think you sent it to me um catherine mm. was it some research was it nottingham university yes. yeah about menopause in the workplace yes i think there was a link there with the union as well that's and right. i said that to the hr director at my um organization that i work with Yes. And it's a woman. So I thought, yeah, because I just thought, let me send it to her just to get her take on this. Yes. I thought, oh, well, well, no, what's your response to you know, this article? And I didn't get any. Nothing. Reply. No, so, I know. I had that, that research from the unions uh, within a year or so of it coming out. And I phoned them up and said, look, you've done this research. Yes. Has any action been taken? What are you doing about it? Nobody phoned me back. Wow. Okay, lovely. Thank you very much. Bye. Talk to you soon. See you later. Thanks, girls. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye.